St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to the Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for the Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show. Another happy Monday right here with me, your host, Della Hill. I want to start today's show by answering a listener question. I thought this was a really excellent question. And by the way, if you have questions for me, I'm going to give you the opportunity to send them in to me so that maybe I can answer them live on the air like right now. So Carrie asked, Related to the law of attraction, if I'm constantly saying I can only do 16 things at once, how do I change that so I can accomplish more than what I'm doing instead of feeling overwhelmed by all the things that are asked of me? That's an excellent question, Carrie. I'm so glad that you asked that. Here's the thing is if you're saying I can only do 16 things at once, you're creating a limitation for yourself. You are blocking yourself and you are making it a fact that now, no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you work, you can only do 16 things at once. And that might sound like a lot until you want, until somebody asks you to do a 17th thing or you see a thing that you want to do and it's number 17 and then you go, nope, can't do it. That's number 17. Well, actually, that's not such a bad idea saying that's more than I can handle. I can't do it and that's okay. Would be a good thing to say. It really would be. However, you can use that exact phrase and take out one word and make it have an entire different meaning. If you say, I can only do 16 things at once, that's very limiting. If you take out the word only, now you're saying, I can do 16 things at once. And that's not limiting. That's magnifying. That's making it even bigger. That's, that feels so much more powerful. And what I mean by that is if you, if you say those two things, Carrie or anybody else, if you say those two statements to yourself, I can only do 16 things at once. And be aware of what that feels like. Do you have confidence in that? Does it feel good to say that? Does it feel limiting to say that? You will recognize, especially if you spend a little bit of time doing this and practicing it, how that feels in your body to make that statement. And then on the other hand, if you say, I can do 16 things at once. That feels very different. Instead of contraction, when I say it in my body, when I say the first one, I feel a sense of contraction in my gut, right? And we do know that we have brain cells in our gut. We do have a gut brain. Our brain knows what the heck, our gut knows what the heck it's doing. We actually have a head brain, a heart brain, and a gut brain. We also have our intuition, which is smarter than all of those. So that's the one we should really pay attention to. But you can acknowledge within your body how true something is by saying it and feeling the truth of it within you or feeling if it's a good thing that you want to say. So to say, I can only do 16 things at once, I have a sense of contraction. To say, I can do 16 things at once, there's a sense of magnification about that. There's a sense of empowerment about that. Now, that being said, remember that the law of attraction is all about making it easier. If we are using the law of attraction to our benefit, we are using it to help us make things easier. Because when we're working with the law of attraction, the law of attraction does not do things the hard way. The law of attraction does things the easy way. 
The law of attraction makes things, does things the simplest way possible, so simple that it never even would have occurred to you that that's how it could have happened. Like, and I know I use my same favorite examples over and over, but when I met Lisa Popeil at a beach cafe, it was the simplest thing ever. I did nothing intentionally to make that happen. I just sat down to have breakfast and my music hero's backup singer tapped on my shoulder. I didn't do anything other than what I thought I should have normally been doing that day anyway. But the law of attraction understood what the simplest way would be for me to get my mu- for me to meet my musical hero. The law of attraction found the simplest way that never would have occurred to me. I never would have even known about it. That's why it's so much fun to trust the universe and see what it brings you. But if you're trying to work harder, you might have a faulty premise. If you instead want to make your day go smoother, right? Because if your day is going smoother, hopefully you're getting into some flow, what the Chinese call wei. And then you can do 16 things at once and it doesn't even feel like it. But to start with it, don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you're trying to do 16 things at once, that's exhausting. If you know you can do 16 things at once, that's a lot easier. So it's a lot about how you phrase it and how you set your intention in a manner that feels expanded rather than contracted. So there's your answer, and I hope that was helpful. Next, we're going to jump into our show topic for today, which is about authenticity and breaking some rules when it comes to being authentic. These are a couple of my favorite things to talk about. I love authenticity, as really everyone does, and I love breaking rules. I really, really, really love breaking rules. And as you know, if you've listened before, rules are BS rules, bullcrap rules that are rules that we've followed most of our lives because kind of everybody else was, or that's what we felt like we were supposed to do. It fit our culture. It was part of the culture scape, as Vishen Lakhiani talks about it, because that's where I got the term rules from. Vishen Lakhiani, by the way, is the founder of Mind Valley. Really brilliant guy. And he's also on the autism spectrum. So if you know anybody that's on the autism spectrum and you think they can't do great things, we've got Cody Lee, who's blind and autistic, just won America's Got Talent. And we have Vishen Lakhiani, who was on the autism scale growing up and and still has some signs of that, is the founder of a worldwide company. So don't ever, ever, ever think that if you have a quote unquote disability, that that means you have less abilities because that's crap. The truth is you have fantastic abilities, but they're just narrowed down so that you can focus on the great ones even better. How lucky are you to have that? I think that's pretty phenomenal. Anyway, if you can... If you can recognize those things and grasp onto those things, that's one big step towards finding your authenticity. I want to tell you a story about being authentic. And I've got a mint in my mouth. So I'm going to take that out so it's a little bit easier to talk. So I was about eight years old, right? And you guys know, if you've paid a little bit of attention to me, there's probably been times you've been watching this and gone, Della, you're kind of kind of odd. That's okay. I'm good with it. There was a time when I was about eight years old. I think I was in about third grade. And I was in elementary school. We were waiting in line for lunch. So we had our whole class of 30 kids, 38-year-olds, standing in line. And of course, the teacher tells us to stand still and be quiet. How 
long do you think 38-year-olds can stand still and be quiet? Because it's not very long. And I really tried to be a good kid at school. I really was for the majority of the time. However, I have a tendency to talk. I have a tendency to be chatty. I have a tendency to be goofy. I have a tendency to be loud. And as a child, that was no different. In fact, as a child, I was even more boisterous than I am now. My parents used to say, that's Della. She marches to the beat of her own drum. So we're waiting in line and I'm being goofy and the girl next, and I don't even remember what I was doing, but the girl next to me, I think her name was Kelly. She said to me, Della, you are weird. And what happened next was critical. This is really, really important. For one thing, I was still in my, the, our, our brains are mostly formed by the time we're eight years old. They usually form up to about seven years old, but still they're, they're pretty formative. And in that moment, as my mouth opened to give her an answer, to respond to her, to her telling me I was weird, I had, it was almost like time stopped for me for a minute because I had to make a decision. I had to decide how I was going to respond to her. And how I responded to her was a lot deeper than just yeah or no. Because I had to either acknowledge and claim my weirdness or I had to feel embarrassed and maybe some shame for for being goofy and being, I don't know, like an eight-year-old kid often is, kind of kind of obnoxious a little bit. And I, in that moment, I made a very, very adult decision when I didn't understand at the time that I was making it, but I understood it more than I think I did. So Kelly said to me, Della, you're weird. And the idea of putting my head down and dropping my shoulders and apologizing. That didn't work for me. It didn't then, it doesn't now. I looked at Kelly and I had my head up high and I had my shoulders back and I said, thank you. Which was every bit as obnoxious as I had been being. But the point is, I didn't just say thank you. In that moment, as an eight-year-old, I made a decision that affected the rest of my life because in that moment, I was willing to claim my authenticity, even if it meant somebody else criticizing me, even if it meant somebody else projecting their judgments on me. But them projecting their judgments on me didn't matter to me. What mattered to me was that I was me. What mattered to me was that I didn't hide behind some version of what I thought somebody else might want me to be. What mattered to me was that it was okay to be weird. And in that moment before I answered, I made the decision that it was okay to be weird. And that was not the first time, that was not the last time that anybody ever called me weird. But it was a powerful enough moment that I held onto it, that I logged that into my soft and still developing brain, claiming my authenticity that I was willing 
to be weird if that meant being who I was. And I'm really, really grateful for that because I could have just as easily, guys, if for one, hold up, if you're feeling any kind of, gosh, I didn't do that. If you're feeling any kind of shame, any kind of guilt that you made a different decision, drop it right now. I could have just as easily, just as easily made the decision to to hide. I could have just as easily made the decision to put my head down and apologize. I almost did. In that split second, I weighed both of those reactions. I could have done either. And had I done the other, my life might have been different. Maybe the same thing would have happened next week and I would have corrected it. Maybe the week before she told me I was weird and I put my head down and said sorry. And that week I just wasn't willing to apologize anymore. Part of our universal life purpose that every single human on this earth has is to figure out who we are. That's a question that everybody asks. Who am I? What am I here for? What is my relationship to my creator? Does God exist? These are all questions that we ask. Who am I is a question that you're going to be answering your entire life because it's never done. Your personality is never cooked and you don't want it to be. Do you? Because I want to be growing and changing and developing and becoming better. I want to be learning every day. I want personal, perpetual growth in my life. And so maybe that means that I'm weird one day and I'm not weird the next day. But it means that I am actively defining who I am. And that doesn't mean I've got it completely figured out. Because like I said, you're never going to be cooked. You're never going to be done. You're always going to be evolving. You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be deciding who you are. And that's going to change over time because who you are now and who you want to be in 10 years are probably very different, aren't they? And it's your job right now to begin adapting to be the person who you want to be. This is about your beliefs, your energetic frequency, and and what energy that you are giving out to other people, to the world, and to the universe. And the fun thing about being authentic is you get to decide what that is for you. Just like in that moment, I got to decide, am I going to be weird? Am I not going to be weird? I chose being weird. And had I chose to not be weird, that would have been fine too. As it is now, when you look at your life and you think, okay, Della, sure, I'd like to be authentic. How do I do that? I can't go back to third grade and have somebody call me weird. You're right. The first thing that you can do right here, right now, to decide who you really are is to decide what you like and what you don't like. And if you need some motivation on why this matters, if you ever desire to manifest, if you desire to create your life, Your life that you attract to you is attracted to the person that you are. I believe I've said before, you can have, do, or be anything, but first you must become the person to whom those things can happen. You can have, do, or be anything, 
But first, you must become the person to whom those things can happen. And that means that you must embody the persona of a person who has and does those things. That is how the law of attraction works. For example, if you want to be a lottery winner, you have to ask yourself, what would it feel like to be a lottery winner? How can I resonate being a lottery winner? And play with that. And the more you can resonate, the more you can send out what it would feel like to be a lottery winner, the more likely you are to be a lottery winner. But if you're still trying to figure out what it means to be authentic and who you really are, for one thing, don't feel bad. You are on even ground with everybody else because every single other person on the planet is trying to be more authentic every day. Even the people who think that they've got authenticity figured out, they also know that their authenticity is never, ever stagnant. And if they want to maintain their authenticity, they must maintain the growth that comes with their person, personality and persona over time. So you're always, always growing. You're always, always becoming more of who you are. The trick is to start to choose who it is that you want to be. And start with this. What do you like? What do you not like? A recent adaptation I made for my own authenticity was deciding to not eat food I didn't like anymore. I grew up in a family with nine people and usually extra people there, and there there was always enough for everybody to get firsts, but there wasn't always enough for everybody to get seconds. And I would eat what was there because that's what we did. And, and there was also, mom was not going to make something else for me if I didn't like what was for dinner because I had six siblings that she wasn't going to make something for them either. She already made dinner once. So I got used to eating what was in front of me. And it wasn't very long ago, only a few years maybe, I decided, yeah, I don't like that. I'm not going to eat it anymore. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not going to eat it anymore. In fact, this weekend, my husband asked me, hey, I'm gonna go, I want to go see Rambo. Do you want to go see Rambo with me? And I said to him, you know what? I think you would enjoy that movie a lot if you saw it with someone who wanted to see it. Because I didn't want to see it. And there was a time when I would have just gone with it. I would have said, hey, he's my husband. It's a date. We'll have fun together. And I'm over that. I had more fun being myself, sitting at home, reading a book than I would have if I'd gone to the movies with him. And in fact, if I'd gone to the movies with him, it might have irritated me and I might have gotten irritated at him and it might have actually hurt our day and not made it better. So as it was, he went with a friend. And review of the movie was that the last 15 minutes were the only part worth watching, so I'm really glad I didn't go. As you are developing your own authenticity, be aware of what you like and what you don't like and stop pretending that you like stuff you don't like and stop pretending that you don't like stuff that you do. We worry so much that if we, we have this idea that if I'm different from how other people are, maybe they'll reject me. And if they reject me, maybe they'll force me out. And maybe if they force me out, I'll be on my own. And maybe if I'm on my own, I won't be able to make it on my own. And maybe if I can't make it on my own, I'll die. So therefore, I have to make sure that everybody else likes me. And that's actually based on our caveman roots because in, in tribal societies, if 
you upset the tribe, they would reject you by kicking you out. And then you're in the wilderness by yourself, probably going to die. So people gained a fear of rejection based on that thousands of years ago. And we humans have carried that fear of rejection with us. What if they don't like me? I might die. Well, the truth is, that's not true. And here's another truth. The thing about authenticity is the more you are authentic, the more you are you. You worry that you're like, oh, if I'm more like me, you know, if I like Weird Al and I I like to do weird things and I talk about weird things on the radio, maybe people aren't going to like me. Well, but the the thing is people are more impressed by if you like yourself than if they like you or not. In fact, people make a decision about whether or not they should like you based on whether or not you like yourself. Because if you don't like yourself, why should they bother liking you? On the other hand, if you like yourself, people can see in others that which they want in themselves. And you'll notice this. If You'll notice somebody that you like a lot, somebody that you admire a lot, they have a lot of characteristics and qualities that you want, right? So you kind of want to be around those people more. You kind of hope it'll rub off on you, don't you, a little bit? So when you like yourself and you give yourself permission to be authentic, every other person on the planet wishes that they liked themselves more. Whether they admit that or not, every person, even the people who love themselves, wish they loved themselves just a little bit more. You can always go up. And when you like yourself, the other people watching you who wish that they like themselves, they will like you too. Because they'll go, ooh, she's got it. She's got that. I want that. I wish I was like that. They may not even be able to identify or verbalize what it is about you that they like so much. But when you like yourself, it gives you permission to be yourself, to be authentic. And when you like yourself and you are authentic, you give permission to others to like themselves and for them to be authentic. And do you understand that just by liking yourself, you are changing the world? Do you understand that the minute you give yourself permission to like yourself a little bit more, You can't keep that in. I don't care if you're alone in the woods when you make that decision. The moment you decide to like yourself more, you bring more love into the world. And when other people see you liking yourself, it gives them permission to like themselves. And you know what happens? It brings more love into the world. And when they're themselves, then somebody else might have, might see that and might take that as permission to be themselves. And you know what happens? It brings more love into the world. And that is a world I want to live in. So when you're trying to like yourself better, start with the things that you like and start by honoring those things. If you don't like macaroni and cheese, stop making macaroni and cheese. If you don't like the people that you're hanging out with, Stop hanging out with them. Find some people that you do like better. Find something that makes you feel better and do it. Vishen Lakiani's rules. Break those rules. Look around at the activities that you've been part of 
your whole life, the things that you do every single day. It could be you get up at this time or you have this drink in the morning or you watch this show at night. Why do you do those things? Why do you take that route to work? Why do you eat this and not eat that? Look at all of the things that you do. This is a phenomenal way to understand more about who you are and to grow yourself into who you want to be. And ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if doing that serves a purpose for you, makes your life better, keep doing it, maybe do it more. If things that you're doing don't make your life better, they wear on you, they don't feel good to do, and there's no real beneficial purpose for doing them, stop doing them. Break the rules. Breaking the rules changed my life. And it will for you too. And it will give you permission to be your true self, to find your authenticity. And then you can choose who you want to be and you can manifest the life that goes with that. And that, my friends, is freaking awesome. Thank you for being here with me today. Remember, we are live on YouTube and on Facebook when we're live on the radio. And this episode will be uploaded to Spotify, Podbean, Apple Radio, and the YouTube channel, The Extraordinary Facebook. Check us out. And remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourself. This is Della with The Extraordinary Talk Show. Italy. Pompeii the Exhibition will be at the Leonardo starting November 23rd. This will be the international exhibit's final stop before it goes home. This exhibit explores what happened in Italy on August 24th, 79 AD, when Mount Vesuvius erupted, burying the entire city of Pompeii in ash. The exhibit runs through May 3rd, 2020. Two national